Yes, Jesse, as the days pass and I witness the insane, deranged, and criminal behavior of the liberal left, people like yourself, I'm convinced more than ever that electing Donald Trump was the right thing for the future of America. You fit all these criteria, Dolly Madison. You're, de you're a deranged douchebag. And you dishonor the Marine Corps. The following broadcast may contain free thinking and open-minded discussion, ideas, skepticism, and adult subject matter. Topics will be discussed using adult language, sometimes gratuitously. Get ready to move the conversation forward. This ain't your granddad's news and comment show. This is... I Doubt It with Dollamore. Welcome to the show, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Episode 634 of I Doubt It with Dollamore. I'm your host, Jesse Dollamore, joined today with the lovely, the talented... And apparently, I'm told the scholarly Brittany Page. You're told that. Yeah, I don't know. Someone told you that? That's really nice. <laughs> <laughs> what a busy fucking week, man. Yeah, it's getting it's getting pretty out of hand. It's getting it's pretty insane. Out of hand. Mm -hmm. It's tough to keep up with. But we had full plans to do this show right here mm -hmm. on the twentieth on Thursday. Mm -hmm. Thursday, right? Something like that. Whatever the twentieth was, Wednesday or Thursday. Mm -hmm. Because well, well, I figured, oh, after the after some of the impeachment stuff, you come home, we'll do our thing and talk about it, and then the impeachment went all day. Yeah, butted right up against the Democratic debate. Mm -hmm. So it was a, it was a TV day from bell to bell. Yeah, yeah, too much. Well, I've been really inspired by people who are paying attention and taking time out of their day to follow the impeachment hearings. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a lot. And it's a lot to take in. It requires an investment. But I have noticed more people than usual uh, posting about it on social media. Like people who aren't ordinarily posting about politics, sure, yeah. showing showing up and, and posting about how they're watching it. It's a time suck. I mean, it's it's it, like you said, it's an investment. It's a it, it, it's an all day affair. Yeah. Well, and I have been trying to while I'm still working, I, I accepted a new position. And that so right. I have been trying to meet all of the requirements for this new position to finalize my new start date. And one of those things is getting a physical. Yeah. Can, can we talk? Can we talk about one thing specifically? The TB test? Yeah, I really want to talk about how you got stuck like a pig. Well, I've had a handful of TB tests at this point. And normally it's no big deal. You know, they stick the needle into your forearm and like just barely, barely, just barely. In, in, enough to inject a little bit of whatever the, the gross, grossitude under your skin. Tuberculin. Tu <laughs> <laughs> the tuberculin agent. I think. I don't know. Is that what it's called? I think so. Ah. I, don't, I don't know. I'm not a medical professional. So but they defile your arm just a little bit. But they blow it up, right? With a little bubble. Yeah. I haven't had one probably since the Marine Corps, so. Yeah. And then you're supposed to come back after a certain amount of time and get your skin checked to see if there's 
an enlarged, hardened area. If you still resulted. have an arm. They want to know if your arm stuck around. Yeah. Well, and this time <laughs> it was a little bit different. It was called the two-step TB test. So they injected me and then I went back um, one week later to have the test read. And then they injected me on the other arm and I have to go back and have it read two days later. This is what I want to talk about. And this last time... <laughs> She really went at my arm. Yeah. Like you said, they're only supposed to go really into the top layers of the skin. It's so, really, it's not supposed to bleed. She went so hard, she snapped the needle off. It disappeared. I don't know where it went. She injected, the bubble started forming, and then all of a sudden, there was a snap, and I don't know where the needle went. It you was, thought that maybe it got lost up in there. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, did it break off in my arm? Yeah, you're where, like, like a shrapnel survivor. Where did this thing go? And she apologized. She said, oh, I'm sorry about that. That kind of snapped. And <laughs> I'm like, kind of snapped. I'm like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> and I was just so out of it. And then I walk out and it starts bleeding more than uh, the test has ever bled. Yeah, you're bruised on your arm. Yeah, I have a bruise. That That's never happened to me either after the test. So I'm like, what the hell is this? But um, luckily, apparently, they're not looking for bruising or, or red redness. And you know that how, Brittany? Google. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, did this woman mess up my test? Am yeah. I going to get a false positive now because of this woman? Your new job's going to have to be put on hold. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I-, I took a picture of the blood wound, so... You're documenting, documenting the, the evidence. That's yeah. right. <laughs> <laughs> it's always frustrating, though. And I understand people are training and they, you need to start somewhere. You need to. Yeah, but nobody wants to be somebody's guinea pig, man. That's just not the role you want to be. You want the, who's your best TB administrator? <laughs> My mom actually is someone who always wanted to be the guinea pig. She would always hope to get someone who is relatively new to draw her blood. Why? That is why. Well, she not also, because she's a great humanitarian who wants to help the medical profession. I think it was about conveying some sort of badassery. Yeah, yeah. Because she would also talk about how she loved getting her blood drawn. Like she just loved it so Nobody much. Nobody loves it. I always thought it was a bit strange, but I thought it was maybe signaling like that. You know, she could take it or something like huh. that. Yeah. Who knows though? Who <laughs> knows? What's happening there? Hashtag race by wolves. Good times. So before mm-hmm. we move on, I'm going to harass you one more time. Well, maybe maybe twice. We're doing another episode here pretty soon. <laughs> Listen, Thanksgiving is on Thursday. We have never, ever been at this point. Why are you laughing at me right now? You're smirking not, at me. I, I was smirking. I wasn't laughing. Thank you for correcting yourself. Because what happened the other day was you leaned over to me. <laughs> this was like two days ago. And this happens, I'm telling you, every year, all the time. We've never been where we are right now, though. Okay, so you leaned over to me. me. I'm not dismissing you. I'm not dismissing you, but you leaned over to me and you said, so Thanksgiving episode's not going to happen this year, (laughs) which is something that you say every year. And I understand, I really, I shouldn't be laughing. I should be more sympathetic because it is very stressful for you. There's a lot of work that goes into it. It's also something I look forward to doing. It's... It is stressful to put it together, but it's it's something I I want to do because I enjoy it so much. Well, I know Jen from Long Beach gave a shout out for you, a little PSA, I think she called it, in the Dollamore Listener Group. The Dollamore Listener Group, which is run by listeners, not us, on Facebook. And she said, hey, 
get those voice memos in because we love Jesse and we want to make sure that he's happy and healthy and uh, not stressed out. So we appreciate that from Jen and Long Beach. So anyway... Because this is what you're getting. Listen, at. if we don't get like double what we have now, we're not doing it, and I'm not. We're not. I'm not fucking around. We just we won't do the episode because I'm not going to have like a a five minute, you know, meaningful music overlay. It sh- the thing should be like twenty minutes, a half hour. It sh- it should be. I don't know. I, maybe yeah, I'm I, just I don't. A little, I don't agree with I'm that. Butthurt, I don't but. agree with that. Yeah, I, I think that even if it's short, it's fine. I, I don't know. Some people have posted that they don't like all the rules. <laughs> the rules have been the same the whole time we've been doing it. Yeah, we, we've it, wanted people to record in quiet places. We've wanted people to keep the profanity out of it. I mean, they've been the same the whole time. So that really hasn't changed. But I understand if you don't like being told what to do. I share that. Okay. <laughs> hmm. uh, you could say that you're thankful for the freedom to be able to do what you want to do, including telling us to fuck off and not send in a Thanksgiving memo. Perfect. Mm-hmm. So anyway... If you are willing, if you have something to be thankful for, if you would like to inspire those around you, your fellow listeners across the globe. Also, you don't have to be an American. This is for everybody. Just because it's our Thanksgiving holiday, I think it's a great moment for anybody to give thanks for the things that they're, you know, happy about or moved by. Yeah. So anyway, uh, you can email a voice memo from your smartphone about two minutes or so. I doubt it at dollamore.com. You can also call and leave a voice memo, 657-464-7609. Now, let's get to some listener communication. I think we've got a couple of emails and some voicemails to get to. Uh, about dentists and other things. We have an email here from Holly. On the pew poll you guys were talking about, I've been in situations where I've done each, shared and stayed quiet. To me, it's dependent on the type of people I'm with. I've chimed in on a political conversation with a room of all but two strangers, all Trump supporters. They debated me with facts that were lies. Hmm. <laughs> well, then they're not facts. Yeah. <laughs> going to pause and think on that sentence for a second. Those are what we like to call alternative facts. Yes, alternative facts. And we don't like to call them that. That's Thanks to Kellyanne Conway. Yeah. Then debated where we were each getting our facts from. It was intimidating and I was the only one who was willing to doubt anything Trump says. But I've been around, quote, where's the Hillary bitches type of people and nope. Donald Trump, baby! I need to have the full clip on hand so we can, you know what I mean? Yeah. And nope, didn't bring it up. They seemed too aggressive and the type that wouldn't care. One difference worth noting is that was in a smaller town on the East Coast versus debating with people who live in Las Vegas. I'll keep gauging each situation on its own. On the poll, my reasoning why I would share would be, I feel the people should learn the truth. If I don't share, it would be because I think it would lead to conflict and or no one's views would change. Popeye is the best part. We need commentary from him. I know I'm not the only one wondering his opinion on important issues. All the best, Holly. Well, we got to be careful there. I'll tell you what Popeye's interested in, what what important issues. It's aggressive begging. Aggressive begging, <laughs> taking naps, yeah, trying to get into chairs he's not supposed to sit in to take those naps when people are not home. And we know that <laughs> because we have a security system. Yeah. And, and we, we can, can watch him. We can watch him. Yes. <laughs> um, also, he might be a Trump supporter. We don't know. Okay. 
fucking blasphemy right there. <laughs> He's not. Don't worry. So, so Holly, thank you. Yes. For the, for the email. Yeah. And we understand that obviously people's responses in those situations would be highly contingent upon the type of conversation that's taking place, the tone of the conversation, how open people seem to be, right? Unfortunately, a lot of times the surveys that are conducted are constrained by a lack of specificity related to all these different variables, especially in the question phrasing. And that's just an unfortunate reality of developing survey questions. Yeah, they're also just trying to get the general vibe not not taking into account spe- specificities of everybody's particular experiences. Right, and it kind of forces you into a position to just simply choose based on the parameters that are laid out in the question without yeah. those specific variables outlined. And of course, I mean, we have to make those decisions based on who we're talking to. Is this going to turn into a conflict, like Holly said? I think many people are gearing up for the Thanksgiving table yeah. with their families. And Bracing themselves. Yeah. Think- stealing themselves against the prospect. Yeah. Thinking <laughs> thinking about this and how they will respond if something comes up at the table. And I'm sure that a lot of it is based on what Holly talked about. How open are these people to my perspective, how open are they to changing their minds? And is this going to cause a problem? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> those are typically the things that go into that calculation. And those are wise things to go into that calculus because it's, you want a peaceful life. Not not every goddamn time that you go into a, to a meal should be mm-hmm. calculating, is this going to end a relationship? I mean, some things aren't worth some momentary fleeting win, and I'm using that loosely, mm-hmm. it, like in, in in a battle of wits, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. Lifelong relationships and shit yeah. at stake. Yeah. As always, though, we want to hear from you, 657-464-7609, or you can send a fewer than three-minute voice memo to idoubtit at dollamore.com. We have another thing on this very topic, a phone call. Hey, it's Aaron from the Texas Panhandle. Uh, I'm Trump calling to chime in on the Donald Trump supporter and arguing with them. And um, I, I really kind of took issue with what Chris said, calling folks like me cowards. Um, something that that East and West Coasters might not understand is we have family members and people in our communities that that post on Facebook about liberals and Democrats being literal devil worshippers and deceived by Satan and willing to do everything within our power to destroy America. And we hate everything that America stands for. So, so yeah, sometimes when my father-in-law is talking about Trump and how amazing he is because of whatever, uh, I, I don't say anything. So, um, that makes me a coward. That's fine. But I've got kids in this school, small town, Texas, and sometimes it just sucks. I bite my tongue. Move on. Thanks, guys. Brittany's always the best part. Bye. Love the show. Brittany's the best part. Bye. So let me agree and disagree. Shocker. One, I completely agree with Aaron about 
well, that 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 what you said about you know that it, it is not as easy. You know, you've got these li- things I just mentioned: lifelong relationships. You have to do that 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 calculating is is this worth it? Is this? I mean, if he's if you witness your father-in-law or or whomever actually harming like an immigrant or a refugee, that's worth it. But just him rambling on about how much he loves Trump and how Trump does no wrong. What are you going to gain there? You, you ha- everyone has to, in all things in life, run that calculation. And if you choose not to because it's not a win, then fucking let it go. If, if the damage that will be done outweighs whatever benefit you could surmise from it, that's a personal choice. I don't think you're a coward. I think I did push back against that on Chris, too. But, but listen, people get fired up. Donald Trump is doing very real damage in our world. And I understand the passion behind that. I think even Chris would probably admit, yeah, maybe I went too far. I'm guilty of that all the time. Let me push back against one thing, and that's this East Coast, West Coast thing. Like there's coastal elites. I think you're getting sucked into that. There's one America. There are massive swaths of the state of California that are filled with fucking this guy. Yo, Trump, baby! Filled and you, you with this guy. You don't even need to go too far from where we are right now yeah, to we find see, them. It, it, it used to be a rarity, but we see MAGA hats now in Orange County, California. We're not, it's not like everybody's walking around with fucking Botox and Hillary and Bernie stickers. We saw someone with a swastika tattoo on their leg in our local grocery store. Yeah. I mean, listen, there are the unwashed Donald Trump fanatics everywhere. And I fell into that thinking when I lived in Idaho. I thought, oh, everyone in California is like really advanced and they don't have to deal with a lot of the things here and the people that are here are not there and there's going to be a lot of differences. And yeah, there were substantial differences generally speaking, but you know, Riverside is still a place here. Yeah. And um, not just Riverside. Fresno, Devin Nunes. What do you think he represents? Yeah. Fucking California. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that's not to malign any particular area of California. I'm just stating Speak that. Speak for yourself. So anyway, I, I totally. I will malign Trump country. <laughs> I totally. Well, yeah. I mean, I wasn't like specifically referring to it as Trump country. I think that there are areas in which there are not privileged people. Yeah. Um. In California, and anyway, I I want to. What you're saying is that there's olive gardens everywhere. So I want to <laughs> respond because I agree that if people do not choose to react in these situations where someone is is speaking about Donald Trump at a table, right? The the Pew scenario was you're at a table full of strangers and they're talking about a political opinion that is the opposite of yours. Do you speak up? Yeah. And one of the callers said, if you do not speak up, you're a coward. And this caller's push, pushing back against that. That's just the context for this conversation for those that may have missed it. I also agree that one who refuses to comment in that scenario is not a coward. I agree. Not always. Right. I think there are certainly instances where if you, there are reasons why you would not engage that would be cowardly. 
Right. But but there are also very real reasons why you wouldn't be that it's just a a, a, a normal calculation, a normal decision mm-hmm. based on you know social cues. Right. And I this has been kind of contentious because people will call in and say, if you're in a privileged position, you need to use your privileged position to challenge these ideas whenever and wherever they come up. And while I totally understand that and generally agree with that position as well, I do see the gray area there because people are wrestling with maintaining relationships with sometimes the only family that they have. And that's a difficult thing to reconcile. And listen, I have family that ranges from uh, white supremacists to Donald Trump Republicans. (laughs) Sometimes there's not a lot of uh, room between those two things. Yeah, there's crossover there sometimes. Yeah. (laughs) But in this instance, there is a, a spectrum there and a difference yeah. in terms of, of the beliefs of my family members. And I, as we know, as I've talked about, do not speak to the white supremacist faction of my family. But when I do partake in holiday events with the Trump supporting faction of my family. I love that there's factions of your family. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I fell on that word. I landed on it, but here we are. I have sometimes ruined the holiday because of conversations that have come up. Yeah, one Christmas in particular. I don't know that you ruined it, but... you Things didn't end well. They did not end well. Left in anger and hostility and was not happy. And it's it's a difficult place to be because that is actually the only family that I have, like blood relative. And... While I have created a family of choice and I do love the individuals that are in my family of choice, I think there are many people that are in my position that don't have a lot of blood relatives that wrestle with that, right? Yeah. Maintaining those connections, especially when those people have played an important role in your life. So I understand that it's a it's a difficult situation. And we've heard from a lot of people wrestling with this. How do I push back against some of these ideas while still maintaining these relationships? And it really is the hard work of life. You know? Yeah, and it's, it's also, I don't think it's fair or, or wise or prudent of someone to put their own metric of relationships with family onto someone else. Yeah, Because yeah. if I was to do that, I would tell every listener, fuck them, cut them off. Because that's what works for me. Mm-hmm. But that's not a normal thing. That's probably not even fucking healthy on my part. And I don't want to put the way I do things on everybody else. So I would, if you're out there and you're like, no, you need to eh, maybe check your little, your privilege about how easy it is for you. Because other people don't have it like that. I also want to kind of push back on you on that because you say that about yourself. But I, I don't. I don't know that you actually do that with everybody that you encounter. If someone shows that they are different, that you just cut them off. Oh, no, I don't mean different. I mean related to Trump. Okay. I I even, I'm not sure about that, that if you found out someone was a Trump supporter, that you would like disconnect from them and remove them from your life. Hmm. Is that true? I, I can't think of a single Trump supporter that I know who's in my life. 
I mean, it could be true. I don't know. It, uh, now I'm put on the spot. I, I'm thinking, no. I'm thinking, yeah, I don't have it, a single one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, but I'd have to think about it. I mean, really, I'd have to <laughs> give it some rumination. Well, you do attend holiday events with the members of said family. That oh, I was yeah. Yeah. See, to. right there. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't hate them. But we also now do not talk about politics. That is correct. We don't talk about politics anymore. Well, and like I said, holidays have been ruined. So uh, <laughs> yeah, we've had to adjust the ways in which that communication takes and place. The, the other reason that we don't is because it get, if it gets brought up, mm-hmm. I'm not just going to demure. I'm going to, we're going to talk about it now. You brought it up. We're, now it's in the fucking, now it's in the air and yeah. we're going to clear it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which ruins the fucking day. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> Indeed. And I wish it didn't. I wish that there was a way to say, let's let's do battle. Let's battle with these ideas well, and, and have it not be a thing. But but it's so tied to our identities that it becomes about our, our personal stories. Well, it gets taken personally because if you are a Donald Trump supporter, you support... An outright, clear, white supremacist. And that's what it is. That's what it is. There's no other way around that. If you still support Donald Trump, you're supporting a white supremacist. That's hard for people to get their brains around. And they get offended because you're associating them with white supremacy. But there's no other way to fucking get around it. Yeah, well, and I think you have people that would deny that and say that's not true and and that is really where the difficulty comes in yeah and it goes back to holly's email where she's talking about the difference in facts (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) anyway listen we could we could the whole episode could be uh, of this so let's i think we've got another email and we've got some voicemails about the dentist situation so let's get to those this is from frank hey guys glad to hear you enjoyed your vacation just wanted to talk about the fox commentators meritocracy statement as you guys pointed out the harder you work doesn't guarantee your level of success The reason the Fox viewer isn't upset by her comments is that they believe the reason for this is affirmative action and immigration. Oldest trick in the book. The reason for your economic issues isn't the system, but that poor minority communities are taking your jobs and lowering your wages. This, unfortunately, is their thinking, and I don't think it's going to change. Love you guys. So I thought this was an important point and one that I think is very true. Whenever I post about the role of luck in success and the problem of meritocracy, I don't get a lot of support or love yeah. from Trump supporters or people who are and have experienced poverty. And it's always shocking to me because you think that they would be on board with all that, right? But they have somehow convinced themselves i was going to use a different word (laughs) convinced themselves deluded themselves (laughs) no (laughs) you don't know what i was going to say i don't know convinced themselves that they have worked hard for everything that they have and that the reason that they have everything they have is because of the work that they have put in yeah in fact we were talking to two men at the bar in new orleans that had this position and well i was talking to them and one of them refused to acknowledge any role of luck whatsoever. Yeah. I mean, he 
he literally he left the bar he was not happy with me (laughs) at one point he said i do not want to talk to you anymore (laughs) fair enough fair enough (laughs) you know (laughs) and for those who are wondering has she always been like this the answer is yes yeah the answer is yes when i got actually mellowed I have mellowed a lot, but I have always enjoyed having these conversations. And because I don't think that they're problematic, even how even how angry the guy got, got and he left, you know, whatever it's you can get upset. We can all deal with our emotions. Everything's fine. But when I got my first job, I was uh, 16 and I used to start political discussions with the people that I was around at work and, and all of that, I tend not to do it in the workplace as much anymore because yeah, well, it's a shit storm now. Absolutely. But what I'm trying to, con- you're not just debating tax policy. It's, you know, refugees and new human rights and shit. Yeah. Although I will say that the, the work that, that I am involved in um, therapy uh, and the mental health care system is inherently linked to politics so it's kind of difficult to separate the two during some discussions but i've always been very vocal and interested in having these discussions with people so but this guy at the bar he was very unhappy but refused to acknowledge any role of luck in his life said that everything that he has it's because of what he did wouldn't even acknowledge the influence of teachers of mentors of bosses of people that helped him along the way and it was pretty remarkable for me but it was breaks just random lucky breaks yeah but it was a teaching moment for me to think about how many other people have this view and how that plays a role in their contempt for poor people yeah and people that are living in poverty because they think, well, what the hell? Look at me. I haven't had any help whatsoever. No. Well, that's that's really the crux of it. I mean, Ainsley Earhart specifically. Just what about the country. majority? Look at the I'm majority. So tired of protecting the minority. Flanked by Steve Ducey and Brian Kilmeade. I'm sure all three of those ding-dongs think everything they've ever achieved is because of their own merit. Right. Their own hard work, mm-hmm. not because Ainsley Earhart is beautiful and, you know, a few doors got open for her. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because dudes are skeevy and like, oh, yeah, let's give the hot chick a job. I'm not saying she's stupid. Well, yeah, she's stupid. Ainsley Earhart is a moron. Mm, so the, ja- I... the communist Japanese and we defeated them in World War Two. She's a moron time and time and time again. So anyway. I... So I know that I made that comment when we talked about her. It seems a little bit more it makes me more uncomfortable hearing it from you i don't know why because well, i'm a man but here's here and i i don't know how i said it last time but i believe i qualified it because i didn't want people to write in and react the way that i just reacted to you saying it so i'm not chalking up and i hope that you weren't all of her success to her appearance and i think if anyone does that that's not fair but no, but it's an element, absolutely an element. Right, it's an element of her privilege. Right, and and it's the one that you see the the most readily because you see it. Right, and I I understand the frustration with with that too. I've been in situations like when I took my multivariate statistics class, and I was doing super well in it, and I was super proud, and I was talking about it to some group of people, and they said to me, "Oh yeah, that professor loves blondes." Yeah. Just discounting the hours of work yeah, that I was listen, putting into listen. my assignments and my work. Let me let me extricate myself from this hole here. 
I'm that's not what I'm I'm certainly saying that she got where, where she is because of something other than her brains. The only thing that I can see would be her looks because she is a grade A fucking moron. She is not an intelligent person. So I am not necessarily arguing that. Right. I mean, you're being kind of hateful, but that's fine. That's what you do on the show. Um, huh. I. You're right. She's a genius. That's not what I'm saying at all. Rhodes Scholar. That's, <laughs> that's not what I'm saying. But I, I also think a lot of these people are playing roles and they are advancing narratives that they're told to advance and being manipulative and engaging in shameful behavior. So I, I think it is likely that she is smart in some ways. Anyway, whatever. It, the point is that there's elements to her privilege that helped get her to where she is that she likely doesn't acknowledge. Yeah. And that is a frustrating thing about having these conversations because people try to take credit for everything that has happened in their life, except for the bad things, by the way. And that's just not a realistic way of looking at it. And it makes you more callous when you evaluate the world generally and you look toward people who are living in poverty and yeah, you look at you, people who are in pain. You apply your standard and your experience onto people. Look at these fucking homeless people. I did it and blah, blah, blah. Not right. like what? What's your experience? What happened to you that didn't happen to me? Let's talk about that. Let's analyze that. Right. And I would suggest that there's a lot of people who need to go spend a year working in an inpatient psychiatric hospital. Yeah. That, that might remedy some of that. I don't think everybody has the the chops for that or the opportunity to do that, but it would be Because boy, boy does it provide a check on all that. Yeah. I think. At least it should if, if you uh, are willing to, to see it. Well, what do you think about this? Send all of your hate messages to 657-464-7609. I will be waited with bated breath to hear them. You can also email a voice memo from your smartphone to idoubtit at dollamore.com. Now, let's get to this dentist thing. Oh, my God. On the last episode, we talked about how Brittany took an anonymous quote-unquote survey mm -hmm. about her experience at the dentist, which... which resulted should i play the voicemail again it's no, very no, short, no 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 which resulted in a voicemail from her dentist to her saying hey Brittany, sorry about that replying specifically directly to the survey the anonymous survey that she took yeah so some callers have called in to talk about it hey y'all uh, my name's kevin i'm from charleston south carolina um long time listener first time caller um, I believe I joined your Patreon back in June, what, what? and I wanted to call in response to um, Brittany's recent uh, experience with the dentist. Um, I, myself, by profession, is, I am a dental assistant. I've been doing it for several years, and I wanted to, I guess, again, respond, and um, I'm going to play devil's advocate off the bat, stating that. Fillings do wear down, they do break down, the mouth is the most hostile environment in the body to put something restorative in there. And that's about as much as I'm going to do to play devil's advocate. <laughs> Not play devil's advocate. I was very sketched out by that whole referral process and the whole anonymity thing. And just based off of that, I work with doctors who just want to do fillings to make a boat payment. And this sounds exactly like that. So I would implore Brittany, Jesse, y'all to maybe find a new dentist. And there are plenty out there. Ask your coworkers. Ask your friends. 
if they're comfortable with their dentists that they would recommend them and I would implore everyone listening to to do that as well because um, everyone should be safe and comfortable with the health care they're provided um, that's about it and I got a message for Jesse um, if I have time this weekend I will try to get a lace report or salute report to you regarding Thanksgiving and um, Popeye and Brittany are the best part. Thanks, y'all. Love the show. Brittany's the best part. Bye. I I mostly appreciate this message. Uh, it horrifies me, but I I appreciate it because it affirms what I have long suspected. And that's actually the first time I've heard the phrase boat payments. You explained it to me. And yeah. apparently this is a, a turn of phrase that is used where they charge you for things that you don't necessarily need. Not so, just in dentistry either. D- doctors and shit. Yeah. So they can yeah. buy a boat. So they can like, just buy something that they don't need. Yeah. Right. Pay for their, their big boat. Their extravagant purchase. Yeah. And what a dumb dumb I am. Never heard that turn of phrase. But here we are. So I and to push back against your devil's advocating. The thing is, are you calling him a devil? No, this is the third. Yeah, this was the third appointment. And so if I needed a partial crown because of the wear and tear, the natural wear and tear of the mouth, I feel like I would have heard that six months ago right. or a year ago. It didn't all of a sudden just, oh, Jesus, this thing needs to be replaced. Right. But it's every time there's some new push yeah. for something that which, wasn't an issue before and that I haven't noticed. I'm not in any pain. Nothing's happening. Which is why he's re- recommending we get the fuck out. Yes. And yeah. a lot of people have said that and they've given us similar advice. And listen, it's hard as hell. I encounter this all the time. I don't know if this this is what our frustration has been if this is the new thing or if this is just in our area or what the hell's going on, but it, it has been very difficult to find someone who doesn't behave this way. I would be curious if Kevin has uh, recommendations on what questions to ask if we're going to be quizzing, if we're going to be interviewing, so to speak, a new dentist. Because, Number one, do because, you have a boat? Yeah, <laughs> We live on the coast in Orange County. Uh, I, I, the likelihood is... You know, not terrible that they have a boat. Oh, God. How big is your fucking boat, yeah. guy? How many TVs and bedrooms are on your boat, <laughs> motherfucker? <laughs> so, I'd like to know, what, what what kind of screening questions would be would be wise to ask? Yes. Thank you, Kevin, for the call. We appreciate it very much. And also... Absolutely. Insider information. We appreciate that. Thank you for the the... The little plug for the Thanksgiving episode that everyone within the sound of my motherfucking voice should be participating in this year. Good times. You know, that's something I'm thankful for. Is participation? Yes. (laughs) Next up, Kelly from Colorado. Hi, Jesse and Brittany. This is Kelly from Colorado. I was just listening to your latest episode this morning on my way to work. Um, the dentist thing, I think that's super creepy that you clicked anonymous and you got a call from your dentist. Um, I was wondering, Brittany, if you were going to call him and ask him about that because that really makes me mad. I work in healthcare, um, and that's uh, very upsetting. Um, uh, I don't know, uh, whether or not dentists have to abide by HIPAA, um, but that's something to consider, Jesse, if he asks you about Brittany's voice, uh, uh, review when you go in for your cleaning, um, cause that would be breaking HIPAA if he did, um, but I don't know much about dentistry in terms of, of HIPAA violations. 
Um, and then also, Jesse, the reason you're probably Hermione is because you're a bit of a know-it-all. <laughs> and I love you for that. But sometimes I just sit here and I think, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. Um, wow. I still adore you, and I love your opinions. I love listening to you guys. Um, but Brittany is definitely the best part. Love the show. Brittany's the best part. Shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. I'm gonna, I didn't do it, but I'm going to pull that. That's going to have to be a drop. Shut up, shut up, shut up. Oh, my God. That's amazing. <laughs> this is out of control. When have you ever been burned like that on the show? <laughs> Not a fan. Oh, And I think I fucked up her name. Maybe that's why she's pissed off. Okay. So we do you accept that theory that she is floating about why shut you... Up, shut up, shut up, shut up. Apparently, I did make it a, a drop. I just had not put it on the board. About why you are Hermione... That I'm a know-it-all? Mm-hmm. I'm saying, do you accept that theory or do you reject it? I'm asking what your take is. Yeah, I don't know. I think I used to be. Like, when I was a kid, I was a fucking insufferable little fucking know-it-all. <laughs> uh, but no, I, you know, I, 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 don't, I don't like to talk about things that I don't have any knowledge of. You know, I, I, all the time, I'm like, yeah, I don't know, or I'll just shut the fuck up. Yeah. I, I hope it, I don't come across as like a fucking Cliff Clavin. Which is a Cheers reference from the 80s. Shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. That line sounds like something a know-it-all would say. Oh, wow. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I, that, so now it's just going to be me in silence while you finish the fucking show. No, I absolutely not. That would not go well. But I think she's just being playful with you. No, I know. Yeah. I, I don't, I'm every, not every, offended. Everyone has love for the Jesse D. And no, we... Not everyone. Now, come on now. Let's not get crazy. True. That's true. Not everybody, God but damn, a that, lot of people. That's a fucking bald-faced lie right there. A lot of people. Well, some are not a fan of your comedy in that happens my comedy some are not a fan of my comedy either you don't have <laughs> neither one of us has comedy <laughs> listen we maybe have jokes yeah we've received criticism of our jokes and it's it's unfortunate because on the show we talk about things that happen in our lives and we talk about things that we don't like you know we're human we have interests and also, we have things that don't interest us so we exaggerate the dis i mean i don't eat at applebee's but i don't <laughs> fucking judge you if you eat at applebee's too much yeah a little bit of judgment maybe. yeah but sometimes people get very upset and we can't help if that happens because people are going to have disagreements with us and that's okay we just hope that it can happen in a way that preserves relationships that's well, what our goal is well gilly slash kelly she she has something to say shut up shut up shut up shut up <laughs> I like it. It's a great new drop. Yeah, it's going to come in I handy quite often. I got to find a, a permanent place for it on the board. Yes. So thank you, Gilly Kelly. <laughs> we we appreciate the call. Mm -hmm. So uh, a little late getting to it, but let's uh, jump to a little little mid roll, a little Patreon commercial. Support for I Doubt It with Dollamore comes from generous, engaged, intelligent, and good-looking listeners like you by way of Patreon. Your support on Patreon for as little as a dollar a month helps keep the show going and move the conversation forward one podcast at a time. If you would like to join the ever-growing family of supporters, please visit patreon.com slash I doubt it with Dollamore. 
We want to thank each and every one of you who supports us, whether it be on Patreon, PayPal, shopping on Amazon at dollamore.com slash Amazon, or buying the merchandise in the Teespring store, which we've seen a lot of. Thank you so much. What is the link for that? Dollamore.info. 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 Yes. Uh, Or even if it's just listening to the show. We rating review is also awesome. Rating and review with non profanity reviews. Yes. I too many rules for some people, Sean. <laughs> I I feel so lucky. To, Did you almost say blessed? No. It sounded like a blessed was getting ready to be dropped. No. I was gonna say thankful, but I'm trying to avoid that because that's for the Thanksgiving episode. Mm. I feel so what word did I use? Thankful. Thankful. No, lucky. Oh, I feel lucky. <laughs> I feel so lucky to have people support us in what we do here. We are able to have important conversations about the things that affect us the most. We're able to have those conversations with people from all over the world to hear different perspectives to help move that conversation forward. We always want to do the best that we can on this show. Absolutely. And I'm thankful that with some scheduling changes that are about to happen because of my new position, that things are going to be much easier in terms of scheduling for the show. So that is something that I am happy about in terms of of upcoming changes. It's going to be major. Yeah. It's going to ease even my my workflow is going to change fucking... For the better, man. Yeah, it's going to be a lot easier. So so we're looking forward to that. But we, we just want to make sure that you guys know that we do not take it for granted that we are supported in this endeavor, and that we've been doing this for years, and that we have had people who listen to us and have these conversations with us for years now. That means so much to us. Yeah. And I I hope that we do our best to show that we are thankful for that and that you guys feel that yeah. from us. Well, listen, I think it's a special thing to be able to think in public without fear of the fucking angry mob coming for us. Because this isn't a scripted, rehearsed fucking thing. I think everybody knows that. And it, it is a, a phenomenal feeling knowing that we can... Me, I'll speak for myself, that I can make missteps. I can say wrong things and be corrected. And sometimes I agree with the correction. I think most times I probably like, yeah, I could have done that better. I could have said that better. Being given the opportunity to grow and learn in step with the audience while you guys sound off and have your voices amplified too. I think it's a it's a special thing we're doing in podcast land and we love you guys thank you so much so here's what we're gonna do it is friday evening we're gonna drop this as an episode almost exclusively listener communication tomorrow morning we're gonna wake up you might even just wake up and have two episodes going but tomorrow we're gonna wake up we're gonna cover the impeachment proceedings up to this point Everything that's gone on. There's also some fucking Devin Nunes news that is just breaking that I really want to get on. So they re- they've only I've only read one article about it, 
And I'm hoping there will be a more extensive reporting by the time we get to it tomorrow morning. Mm -hmm. Other reporting validating it as well. Yeah, for yeah. sure. We're also going to cover highlights of the debate. The debate views really tanked this time, like half of what they have been. <laughs> well, I think it's because what I was talking about, there was an all day. People were burned the fuck out from the impeachment hearings. People are burned out, but also some of the surveys that people did with viewers show that they're isn't as much interest until the field narrows. Yeah. So there's still this feeling, and I... I feel that way. I feel it too. And there was also a tweet. Someone po just took a picture of Tom Steyer on the TV, and they said, who the fuck is this? <laughs> And <laughs> yeah, now you got Bloomberg and the the former governor of of, of Massachusetts. Like, Come on, yeah, it's yeah. Please just please stop, please stop, everyone. Stop and, entering the race. Yes, and we have enough people, yeah. enough qualified, decent people. Yes, and you so motherfuckers. Yes, so I understand the fatigue that resulted number one from the impeachment inquiry hearings, and also just from the number of people that are on the stage. By by the end of the debate, I was zoned out and not even wanting to listen to the closing statements but but i made it through <laughs> because what a trooper because we have to be informed on this show to be able to deliver informed information to the listeners <laughs> will you stop doing that to me how dare you how dare you so anyway shall we leave Let's do it. We'll be back here tomorrow. Bright and early, coffee-fueled and ready to go. In the meantime, if you happen to listen to this right away and you want to call in, 657-464-7609. Of course, you can always email a voice memo from your smartphone to idoubtit at dollamore.com. We will see you very shortly. We love you guys. We appreciate you. And until next time, for Brittany Page, I'm Jesse Dollamore, and this has been... I doubt it. <laughs> How many TVs and bedrooms are on your boat, <laughs> motherfucker? <laughs>